Monogamish podcast contains content intended for mature audiences. The views expressed here are for entertainment purposes only. Please enjoy the show. Hi, Ishes. I'm Justina. And I'm Kenji. And, and we're, we're Monogamish. Monogamish. Shout out to Drew, producer uh, Drew, heading over there in the corner. Yep. How you doing, up Drew? The show. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Today, my girl. Yep. I know. We've yep. known you for Update. quite some time. It's a been a fucking pleasure Years. getting to know you too. I know. I hell yeah, <laughs> Miss Kiki Stone. Yes. How you Welcome. doing? So good. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> so good. Welcome back. You're here to give us lots of updates. Yes, this is mon- my monogamish number two. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this time we're gonna dig a little deeper because we were just having a little talk before we went on air. I know. And we're about to dig into this. For real. So for for those who don't know yet, let's bring it back to how you grew up like let's start with those younger years okay so we're just gonna get into that we right are away. damn i know okay. you jumped into we that are. shit Double i wanted feet. to know the story Deep end i know all we weren't even planning to talk about this but no. it i know came up. It came it up. circled back around Whew, okay um so i grew up in the church of christ which at this point is a like i think of it as a christian cult and we went to church three times a week religiously damn okay. <laughs> um we had to be dressed up in our sunday best except for sunday nights you could dress down a little bit wednesday nights you didn't you could go more cash but sunday mornings everybody had to be there be looking great and be butts in pews for an hour of worship service and then an hour of bible class and then you could go watch football get lunch whatever but like just and come was, back for the night session and then you come back for the night session yeah oh, damn for goodness. another hour of worship service no bible class that time you just got to sit there for the worship service oh, oh wow my gosh yeah and um It's just such an interesting, you know, we all get brainwashed growing up. Everybody does, right? Because wherever you live in the world, whatever culture that you belong to, from the time that you're born and you're being raised and you're figuring out the world and how to live in it, there's a lot of brainwashing that goes on. And here in the U.S., you know, we have a ton of it with all of our mass media and, you know, all that stuff that speaks to, you know, what what pretty women should look like, you know, right. what size they should be, oh my God. how they should look, you know, if you're going to be pretty, right? Um, and that causes all kinds of issues, right? Eating disorders and all kinds of, you know, depression and just self-esteem problems. Um, but one of the other things about being in the church that I grew up in was this stuff about like about that sex was just not not anything that anybody talked about past. It's something you don't do unless you're married. That's kind of like that. Like I begged my mom to go to the sex ed classes when they started offering them, you know, in fifth grade. And so that was kind of where I learned about what sex was. But as I think it's still true today that in our public schools, sex education is really more about um, how to prevent pregnancy and STIs than it is about anything else. Yes, Um, you are correct. You know, and at this point, I believe that. Uh, sex and stuff about our sexuality, that we are sexual beings, and that that kind of stuff is a healthy part of being a human being and living this physical life that we're living, right? Spiritual beings and physical bodies. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, for years and years and years, that was the only thing that really 
you know, was around in my world was that sex is something you don't do unless you're married. And so, you know, I desperately wanted to be married. And, um, oh man, I mean, I was engaged a couple of times and then I married my daughter's father because I got pregnant and there's all this, you know, guilt and shame right. around it. Like I honestly thought that my parents were not going to love my baby because she was born out of wedlock. Oh uh, my God! I was terrified when I decided not to get an abortion. I was terrified to tell them that I was pregnant because I wasn't married. And, um, and was he I part of the church? Thought that they weren't gonna no, and I thought oh. they weren't gonna love the baby. Now, at this point in my life, like my journey of sort of like coming out and being public about being in the lifestyle and being in the community and having alternative relationship styles. Um, my final step into getting to the point where I felt comfortable being public was when I thought to myself, well, if I did this, who in my life would not like it or be upset about it? Mm -hmm. And I care that they don't like it. And the answer was, it was my parents. Those were the only people on this earth that I knew weren't going to like it. And I cared that they weren't going to like it. But I knew from that experience way back when, you know, that they're still going to love me no matter what, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. So even though I grew up in that very rigid, sexually repressed thing, I was also very fortunate to have to be in a family with parents who are loving, like, you know, and they do love us no matter what. So I'm just I'm really grateful for that. Um, So how old were you then when you figured out that you were non-monogamous? I mean, that hasn't been very long, honestly because so so I married my daughter's dad because I was pregnant and okay. talked him into marrying me right doing the right mm-hmm. thing so I could square that all up and be good um, but that very quickly it was apparent that that was not a good or healthy situation in any oh, way fuck. and so I was I went back to my parents I was like I can't do this I think like I need to get a divorce um, oh and my so, god and they so now you got a, that. a kid and a divorce mm-hmm. with all this yeah and, and, so. and I was just like oh my god nobody's gonna love me now I have a kid and I'm divorced I'm a divorcee and like you yep. know it was just it was a really tough tough thing to go through but um so then so when I started dating again and she was still very little right like she was only three or four years old I got together with my second husband and um and I wasn't really even looking honestly for someone who I thought would be right for me I was honestly looking for somebody that I thought would be a good and decent you know husband and dad for my daughter like like that and I so I married this guy that I thought would be those things you know this good a good guy who would be a good husband and a good dad for my daughter and um you know lo and behold 15 years later this guy that I married and I thought he would never leave me he announces on Father's Day that like he's not doing it anymore we're getting divorced and I was on Father's Day shit I'm pretty sure so it, it was on nowhere? Father's Day yeah it was like June 20th 2015 like I don't even remember dates and numbers that well but like oh, like that's wow. the day that he told me that we were getting divorced so oh my um god yeah, so it was crazy and not and no long... problems, no fighting, no Well, what I came to realize later is I mean, we were essentially like roommates and business partners living together as married people. You know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like 
We were mm-hmm. going through all the motions and we had our own stuff going on. Like at one point, I, I feel like I should have known that this was the beginning of the end when I said, hey, I'm going on this school trip over to Ireland for a week. You should come with me for a second week before or after and like spend it in London or Ireland or whatever and do this thing. And he was like, I'd rather spend that money on a racehorse. And I got a girlfriend to go with me on the trip. What? what? Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, he he had his own pastimes and his own hobbies and things, and so did I. Like, And it was obvious, like, wow. I wanted to travel a lot more, and he right. is happy playing poker and blackjack and betting on horses and being a part racehorse owner and whatever else. I don't know, but I'm not into any of that stuff, you know? Oh, wow. So anyway. So you um, knew that that relationship was over then oh no I was still very Christian at the time and I was I was committed to being content until death do us part oh oh wow I was I was committed I was in there for the long haul on this thing so so, it wouldn't have stopped unless he did it yeah and and so like I'm grateful that he did right because now I'm like oh my god I had like I'm I'm so much more myself now than I've ever was back then and, you know, just going through the motions of life and living the right. life that you're supposed to live, right? I did that. I lived this whole life that I was supposed to live, you know, raising my daughter and t- going to church and taking her to church and going to work and, you know, picking her up from daycare and doing all the things. You know, I did I did all that. I lived the whole life I was supposed to live. And, um, wow. you know, and now she's... 25 and she just uh bought she just closed on her first home a condo down in fort worth Look, yes uh, and awesome. um don't even know you tell her we say congratulations mo- i know i'm so proud of her right and she's um she's such a good mom like she so oh I'm, wow so i'm a grandma so she has a six-year-old little boy Aww. and um yeah so i'm a gilf is she yeah you are is she <laughs> is she in the church no she okay. was never she never got tied into that stuff oh. as much cuz i was much looser with it yeah like for i sure. took her but it wasn't three times a week you know? it wasn't right. religious like that like yeah. hey we're going all this time we're yeah. going to put all of our time and effort into it and then i went back to college in my 30s this is the funniest part honestly is i went back to college in my 30s because i was like i i didn't feel like i would have career advancement opportunities if I didn't and I wanted to set that example for my daughter and um, and so I started out I did the bachelor's program at a private Christian college and by the time that I was done with that bachelor's program I was not a Christian <laughs> I, I isn't that such a weird like oh, they wow. did a good job they did such a good job in their education right that you and just teaching were like people great. how to research and look at information and think for yourself and ask questions like they did such a good job doing that that like I you know and I looked I did all this intro to religion I studied all these different religions I was asking these professors questions about like what makes Christianity so much better than every like the right one you know, like, why is why are mm-hmm. none of the other religions right? So anyways, I just came to some of my own conclusions about some of that stuff. And I just wasn't a Christian anymore when I got done with that program. Like, <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> That's hilarious. You guys did such a well, good job, I left. <laughs> I've, I've always heard the, the quickest way is if you uh, to, to not become a, a Christian or a Catholic is to actually read the Bible. If you read the Bible from front to end, oh you're God. like... Do you know what we did for fun? Terrible. 
<laughs> we there was a Bible bowl every year. The Bible they, bowl, and they would pick a a book of the Bible, and we would spend all of this time in Bible class and in extra sessions and stuff, like having the youth group meet or the Bible bowl team was meeting, extra, you know, extra sessions. And essentially, you're like not even studying, but you're memorizing like as much of the book as you can, because when you get to the Bible bowl, there's a team from other churches. And, and then they put us like in these little cubicle things and they ask us questions and you write down your answer. And then, you know, you get points for right answers. You get extra points if you know, like which chapter it is in. Oh, oh wow. my God. That's what we did for fun. Yeah. Holy oh, wow. shit. And lock-ins. Um, yeah, they didn't really, they wanted us to be separate from the rest of the general public, you know, but also you should be out in the general public t- proselytizing, right? Like they wanted wow. you, like if you, like you had to live in the world, you should fellowship with your fellow Christians and surround yourself with fellow Christians. But we understand you have to live in the world. So when you're out in the world, make sure that you're trying to save people because they're all going to hell. So like... <coughs> Wow. We went out door knocking in this neighborhood one time, inviting people to come to church. Like, Oh, did you just hate that? No, I didn't know any better. It was just normal. Brainwash for real. I hated being on the other side of the door. Right? Now we have ring doorbells. We never have to answer. Right? No, I don't think so. I see a white button down, short sleeve, and a black tie. I'm we going see the them on direction. our walk every night, mm-hmm. and it's so funny. They only will talk to us about our dogs. Yep, so. only about our dogs. Well, they're so, very nice. Yes. They're so like they're very they're very, very respectful. Sweet, respectful, and then um, I fondly refer to the J Dubs. Yeah, the J Dubs that down hang here. out uh, on 16th Street Mall, uh-huh. literally from 10 o'clock to 7. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week. Okay, I'm going to be the one. What's a J-dub? Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to have yeah, to ask. Yeah, I, gotta, I just got to ask, right? <laughs> yeah, they, uh-huh. hang out, they hang out down here on the corner. Okay. But they don't approach anybody. So they literally just stand there with their, you know, you know paraphernalia, their... Their paraphernalia. <laughs> their, um, what's it called? Yep, yep, the paraphernalia. Their propaganda. Yeah, their propaganda. Go. I knew it started with a P. Nice right. to you. There you go, Drew. Paraphernalia. You <laughs> wish they had paraphernalia. Yeah, I know. They'd they have happier. that too. Actually, that's that's who I finally refer to as as the Shaolin scammer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. he comes around dressed in his Buddhist like monk getup. Monk getup. And trying to like hustle bracelets that I swore he bought on Wish. <laughs> that, you know, he buys them like by the hundred and then he, yeah. he comes out here and he's like, I got gift for you. And, and he tries to get you to take it. And then once you take it, he's like, <gasps> that happened to me in New Orleans. Oh, yes. God damn I it. Yes. Right? We watch him go up and down. Well, we watch a group of them go up and down the mall every day. And so, but they don't push anything on anybody. That's nice. Like, they just stand there, so it doesn't bother me. I'm like, okay. There's there's some groups that come in at night and preach, and they can get kind of testy, especially yeah, it's at sad. different times of night. When they have their bullhorn the whole time. Right. Whoa. Right. That's serious. Yes. It's sad. They get it's intense. Sad. 
Uh-uh-uh. And we're usually heading out to a, an event at that time, you know, so we're dressed right. slutty. Uber slutty. Yeah. <laughs> slutty. Mm-hmm. I and we always a- get our, our Uber to pick us up right at the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I asked a friend of mine one time, he had like invited me to this party and I was like, all right, well, like, what's the theme? You know, because we have these theme parties right. all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like and Halloween every day. The answer was slutty. Oh, and you yeah. were like, "Oh my That's god!" The perfect I got the, answer. I have, have, have I got a million different things uh, for you? <laughs> I got the perfect outfit. Right? <laughs> the perfect outfit. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm trying to like be more comfortable being out in Vanilla Land and out in public, dressed all slutty. Because usually it's just sort of like you just have to deal with your Lyft driver or something to the until you get oh, to yeah. the event venue. Right. And then everybody is dressed slutty and you fit right in. Right. Or goth or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's just getting there. Yeah. But like sometimes, you know, we meet up beforehand for drinks or dinner or whatever and somebody wants to go to such and such rooftop. And like, and the last time that we did this a few weeks ago, like I've got on nothing but lingerie, fishnets and boots and then a red cape. Oh, that's when we were going to the comedy show. Through, I'm walking through oh, this yeah. place and like, and literally everyone is staring at me walking through. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I have got to get to the point where like, instead of like, cause I kind of tried to use the cape to cover up just a tad, mm-hmm. but there, honestly, I don't even think there were any kids there. And I wish I could get to a point where I just sort of like throw the cape open and do like the catwalk, you know? Yes. Like, you got this. Yes. Yeah. You could you yeah. got this. You Don't. know, I have always dressed slutty and I didn't realize how that I was dressing slutty because growing up in Europe, that's how everybody dressed. And we would go to the beach and there was nude beaches and oh people like nudity wasn't it, it wasn't no. sexual. I we had a test for if your shorts or your dress or your skirt was long enough and it had to go past your fingertip. You know, you gotta yes. stand up. And put your hands at your sides, and then if it goes past your fingertips, like, you can leave the house. But really? if it doesn't, okay. you have to change. Really? Yeah, I was never allowed to wear Daisy Dukes. Like, oh, you know, my. And we oh, yeah. tested that stuff with my mom all the time, you know, and I'm sure I escaped. <laughs> I'm sure that there's sometimes that I brought different clothes with me and changed into Oh, I 100% did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I feel did. like my mom was being super hypocritical by not letting me dress slutty because my mom dressed slutty. it's true and so i'm like well like when is the age that it's okay you know like i'm i wasn't doing this like in elementary pageant girls right Right? like right i was that's a whole separate separate that that is yeah we'll get into that right i wasn't doing it like elementary school but but in sixth grade i had double d boobs and there was no hiding those bad boys like they're they're there like Give me a sweater. It doesn't matter. Like, that's just going to make him look bigger. Isn't that weird? That must be an optical illusion. I noticed that on a friend of mine one time that she, like, I knew her boobs were gigantic. And I was looking at her in this turtleneck one day Mm -hmm. and just thinking, her boobs still look gigantic. It's like she's trying to cover them up. But, but they're, they're just, just huge. huge. Yeah. And my sisters <laughs> are the exactly same way. That's exactly what it was for me. Yeah, my sisters are the same way. And she basically is just like, I can't. I can't deal with I can't keep them covered up. Right. They're here. I didn't ask for them. You deal with it. Right. Like, if you don't mm-hmm. like it, it's your problem. It's That's your kind issue. of her attitude about it, which I love. And so they just continuously got bigger to the point where... <laughs> 
I was a 32H when we decided to, when I decided to finally get breast reduction surgery and go back down to a manageable double D again. But you couldn't hide them when you were like, when you were younger and the bras that you could get were not made for double, like you were, you were pushing, you were pushing them in, right? period. Yes. You were pushing them into a a D size bra because you couldn't get big bras then. Yeah. They were impossible Well, to find. I am, my BFF, long, long time ago, I was complaining about having small boobs, and she had big boobs, and she was like, ugh, yours are still going to be perky. Like, she's like, you should just be happy about it, because yours are still going to be perky. Right? And here I am, 46, I go around without a bra all the time. Yes. And I am so anti-bra, cheers yeah, to that. And yeah, it's, for you. it's <laughs> nice. You know, mm-hmm. and because I know that women with larger boobs, so, you know, you get into these ages and they feel like they can't go braless. Oh, because right. they're in just sixth, like down here. That's right. right. <laughs> in sixth grade, I couldn't go braless. Like you can't when they're big boobs. I, I put my work in. I put my time in with those freaking horrible bras that gave me indentations in my shoulders. Yeah. I've done my duty and now I will burn any bra that somebody tries to give me. Mm-hmm. No more bras. <laughs> no more bras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. He loves it that way. Yep. Oh, good absolutely. thing we've got that figured out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Solving the world's right. problems right. one at a time one, right here yep. on Monogamish. But, but here. nudity is something that we've got to stop. And I get it. When you're walking in fishnets and lingerie, it's hard not to sexualize nudity in that way. But it's something that we just have to get more comfortable with as a society. It's like, just so dumb because all yeah. of the media shows us all the slutty, sexy stuff. And that's that's what is shown to us as the example right. of, you know, beautiful beauty. Mm. Right. The example of beauty. But then if you do that, like, you know, you're slutty and whatever. Like, it's just one double standard after another. But and, I, mean, I love being out. slutty. Let's yeah. reclaim that word. Yes. Because... Yeah. Whatever. Already have. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And and I mean, you're going out at night. Right. You know, exactly. to a bunch of places where, you know, only grownups are. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Stop it. I do think there is some something to be said about etiquette within the community, though. Like, we've talked about events and how it's, like, when we do hotel parties, it's much better when it's like a full hotel takeover. When you know you can maybe get away with a little less clothing walking through the hallways because you're not going to walk past a little kid opening their door right then and there because we have the full hotel and so I think that like we do have to be careful because we get a bad name already um in the community so we do have to be careful about like making sure that we are being appropriate for the venue Mm -hmm. but when you're going to a bar at night (laughs) there's not going to be anybody underage there with that hotel stuff and it's a reason why it makes it hard to do hotel takeovers is that you get a bunch of us all together and we're all slutting it up and you know some of us are drinking and some of us are doing other things Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. everybody's being all lovey and sexy and then people start talking to the staff Yes. yes, and because that, you know that's that's a that's a thing that's, because that's a it's fantasy. a fantasy, you know. Because, oh, hey, you know, we all want the staff to come in and offer us a free massage that turns sexual. Yeah. <laughs> or they're just hot, yeah. right? Or like right. we might just be hot people, and you're I like, know. hey. And even to say that, like in Vanilla Land, even to go up to somebody and be like, oh, I think you're really sexy. I think you're attractive. Like when 
when we're all together amongst ourselves, like that's appreciated and it's flattery and everybody loves it and it makes us feel good and gives us warm fuzzies and we all smile and hug each other. But then like you go outside of our community and like a perfect example, oh I was at right. Meow Wolf and there was some people coming in somewhere where I was going out and I don't, I don't know exactly what the exchange was, but I made a comment like that was kind of directed towards them or whatever they were talking about or something. And I just got these like stares, like, why are you talking to us? And it's funny because my daughter feels that way. And she, you know, she's very vanilla Mm -hmm. and she knows all about all about our lifestyle and community. I don't know okay. about all about, but she's aware of it, right? Yeah. Um, but she feels that way. Like, if you don't know her, like, she doesn't want you talking to her in public. Like, and God so... God damn, that's so weird. It's our, this generation. Our, our kids, part of it, some of our kids maybe introvert, part of thing. introvert kind It's of part thing. of it. It's also because they just were behind a screen for f- several years. And so that had a huge impact on this generation's personality moving forward they're not used to that human human on human interaction and it's awkward for them yeah i can say that for them like we have five teenage boys and we see a lot of their friends and it's weird like and we can see it everybody's different they're very awkward and the way they navigate the world everybody's different still but also the difference between monogamy and And non-monogamy non-monogamous communities because in monogamous Mm. communities you do not speak to someone like of the opposite sex. A hundred percent. Like, you know, you just like if we if, if we were at a hotel and we start talking to the staff and you start telling them like, you know, hey, you're really sexy. You know, we're really enjoying the service, whatever. Like even just that, like a monogamous person may feel like they have to go back and tell their partner that, you know, somebody said X to them. Oh, my God. And then it's I like know. this whole thing. I'm getting hit on it. I got work. hit on Oh, so my God. We're walking yeah. down the 16th Street Mall one day and – there's this couple coming towards us and he has on a Michigan shirt, go blue. And I was like, Oh, I love your shirt. And she got so Daggers. mad at yes. me. It's like, I was like, do not you- speak to my man. Yes. And I was just like, what the actual fuck? Like I wasn't even hitting just on being him. Nice. I was just being nice. I just liked the shirt. So much confusion to- right? about where the line is. Right? There's so much gray area about being nice and flirting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So confusing. Oh, so Not confusing. Not another community. You know it. It you know, we're always flirty. But <laughs> but, flirt, yeah. but sometimes even within the community, I will just be being nice mm-hmm. to a, a gentleman or sometimes even a female yes. and they automatically take that as flirting mm-hmm. and like I'm interested in you know, and oh, I thought yeah. we were hitting it true. off and I thought we were gonna go like what? <laughs> well, and I've even had those feelings too sometimes where I've been somewhere and I feel like just like, especially at the Mon, right? Yes. Like I've been- Shout at, out to the Mon. Yeah, I've oh, been at right? the Mon and if somebody starts talking to me at the Mon, I immediately have this feeling like, they want to fuck. <laughs> I, don't want I would 100% I don't agree to. with that. I don't think I want to talk to this person However, anymore. I will say that our experiences at the Mon have been pretty, even when they do want to fuck, they take the rejection easier. 
I don't know. Maybe it's oh my a more God. comfortable setting for them. We always have more weird experiences at the mall oh than God. like Who good experiences. And but you know what? And that's so, why we go. so fucking funny. <laughs> that's one of the why la- we go. One of the last times, you know, we step outside. We're getting ready to smoke a joint or something, you yeah. know, and just like look over, you know, the guy's probably like 80 bathrobe just wanking he's it hey. he's just no he's just, he's, oh. he's just like he was jerking it? yeah yes. just jerk i'm talking it's like eight o'clock at night and yeah nobody's around nobody's around like it's this is light there's out. no he's light by himself there's no like hey and we're just all oh oh well, well hello <laughs> i didn't see you there i'm so sorry and then he literally stops and he's like I'll smoke too. Yeah. And he like pulls out his yeah. jet. Pass the jet. Pa- 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 and you're like, look, um, can you go I, wash your hands? I, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? We'll pass it to you. Yes. Wash your hands. I told him only to the left hand. Only pass it to the left hand. That, that wasn't touching anything. Shout out to the Mon. We're not going to have these stories in a few years. Oh, I have to. Enjoy them while we can. We're yeah. going to the Monday. We're going this weekend. weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a friend's birthday, so we're gonna yeah. go to uh, Strawberry Springs. Oh my god! For the first time this weekend, you I haven't gotta been there tell yet. Us. I know you got to tell us how that is. We've been yeah, wanting to go we've too. We've heard about it. Well, apparently, like the clothing optional part is only in the evening, mm-hmm. and it could be that only the people who have actual lodging reservations can stay for the clothing optional portion. Oh. And there weren't any lodging reservations available. God damn it. So, um, so I don't know. So I'll have to update you. We'll okay. see what happens. We're, we're going to try to get into um, us and another co- uh, another couple. Okay, yeah, cool. Some friends. Nice. There's four of us going. So now that we brought him up, let's talk about your, your love life. Oh, because oh, wait, yes. wait, wait, hold on. You have to update us. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so 2015. You broke up with your ex. Oh, yeah. We'll when back did, on the timeline. No, no, no. But, but when did you find out about the lifestyle then? So, okay. So, he told me we were getting divorced. I cried every day for three weeks. And then I then I got on Tinder. And I was <laughs> like, well, if this man who I thought was never going to leave me has left me, who else is going to want me? Let me check on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The stuff ding. we do. Oh, my the God. The stuff we do is so ridiculous. Well, it turned out there was plenty of people that wanted me. So, yeah. I started dating. Um, and I love dating. Uh, <laughs> so like I, there was sometimes that I would have a happy hour date after work downtown and then I would have like a date later. And then there was a couple of Sundays I fit three into one day. Stop oh, it. Wow. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. But Hell I also yeah. have this weird thing where like I do a lot of first dates and then all of a sudden I'll find somebody and it kind of sticks and it sticks fast. So it's just a pattern I have. It's weird. I don't know. Like I just, I do first date after first date and it's not really jiving. And then all of a sudden I'll find somebody. And if I, if I go out with somebody more than three times, like I'm in a long-term relationship at that point. Okay. (laughs) Like it's just, I don't know. It's just how it goes. So, um, so the, so the guy that my next like primary partner, basically that I met on Tinder, um, so I guess we could call him a rebound relationship. I don't know, but we were together for about two and a half years and he introduced me into BDSM. Okay. Oh. Was, and was he like a dom or something mm-hmm. like that? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure we probably talked about this last time, so I'll kind of skip over it, but yeah, he introduced me into BDSM. And then after I moved back to Denver and I got, um, 
somehow I came across Cher and um, and started going okay. to the mansion parties, you know, oh, that Asante was throwing. Nice. And that was how I got into Out like in the Hudson? whole swinger community. You, okay. You're talking about the summit parties? No, the, no, uh, the mansion parties. The other mansion party? I mean, there were some out at Summit House. Okay. Um, and he's had them in different places. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, the initial ones, some of those first ones were out at Summit House. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. Let me think about where I was in my story. <laughs> Very good. You're, you you got into the swinger community that way. Oh, yeah. So events. through Share is where um, I sort of found the swingers. And I was like, oh, these people are way more fun. Like, you know, BDSM, I love BDSM, but the community as a whole is a very serious community. And there yes. are reasons for that. And mm-hmm. that's fine. It doesn't exactly match my personality, though. Like, my personality is much more swingery, right? Like, okay. social. Okay. Social, drinking, dancing, you know, not like, not sitting down stone cold sober to have a negotiation about a right. scene that we're about to do. Right. You know? So, it just, so it was kind of like a better fit for my personality. But, you know, there's plenty of plenty of kinky swingers there are yeah though i would say that those communities probably overlap the so most much overlap yeah yeah mm-hmm. i love it i mean that's how we st- we actually started the flip way so we started more swingery and then he just got super kinky nice <laughs> coming from the freak herself I am. yeah no yeah no the freak. The yes freak. that was all capitals. you know i just i never thought that i would be into kink like I am. I never thought that I would submit to somebody. I just wasn't built like that. Well, I found out that the whole like dom sub thing is the perfect solution to a girl who loves bad boys. Uh Uh-huh. Only then like as you get more sophisticated in your, you know, in setting your boundaries and figuring out what you need and want, um, and who, you know, what type of person that you want to be with or that you're okay with. Um, it, uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Bad boys. That just happens. It's okay. It is. It's, it's a fix for bad boys. Yes. So a dom, if you can, if you can vet and find a dom who is a good dom, right. Mm -hmm. And not because there's so many of these guys, assholes and abusers who pose as doms. Right. Predators. Thank Assholes, you. abusers, predators, and they all pose as doms. Speak on that shit. Yeah. Um, and so if you can find a true dom who understands, like, what a gift submission is, because mm-hmm. I'm letting you do that stuff. Trust right. me. And I feel bad for women who or subs who don't understand this, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a gift you are giving. You are the one who is deciding that that person can have control over one or more things about you. And right. you can relinquish that control whenever the fuck you want. That's what a safe word is for. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, it's a way to have a bad boy and somebody who, you know, is going to boss you around and, you know, be a little aggressive and do some of those bad boy things without, you know you know, fear that he might go to prison or that he might hurt you physically or emotionally. Right. Or that it becomes a toxic relationship. Right. You know, mm-hmm. all of those terrible things that happen all the time. Right. My wife likes some doms to, like, you know, hurt her a little <laughs> bit <laughs> physically. But, <laughs> I love but impact play. I right? do, too. Yeah. Right? I do, too. But, it, again, we're giving that consent. Like, we're still in control, even though... We're not in control. We're in control. 
Yes. And so there's a that whole dynamic. Oh, I know. And if you're with somebody, like, let's say you're all tied up, right? Mm-hmm. So you're really not, not physically in control. Like, you can't get away if you wanted to. Now, if you wanted to, you should be able to say, say your safe word or just let the person know, and they should immediately let you out. Now, if that person doesn't immediately let you out or, like, respond to a safe word type situation... That's a fucking asshole. That's right. not a true dom. You know, that, and then that's somebody that you shouldn't be playing with. Right. And then that's somebody that we warn each other about. Yes. Right. Because there's a lot of that that has been happening, which I really love to see the information sharing, right? Finally. Right. I like, yeah. I like the information. I love sharing my man or other people's partners i love that so much because it's like a vetted person right um and and if we have somebody who's outside or not vetted or whatever and then we find out things about them and then we can let our friends our girlfriends know or whoever like well this was my experience and that experience might not be the same for everybody because chemistry is different and everything but and the negotiations um, are different mm mm-hmm and, you know, and the structure that that relationship could take is different. But you can at least share, like, this was my experience and these were the behaviors that I saw, you know, that yes. kind of thing. And when there are constant abuses of behavior, the only way that other women can know is somebody speaks up. And so it's good that people feel comfortable enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I wish that there was, you know, there's these websites where you can put people on blast that I'm not a huge fan of but something like that is almost imperative to for this community because there's a there can be a lot of scandalous and fake people out there and it's tough because then you're risking libel right Right. you're risking libel charges so it be it's just kind of a mucky area um and so a lot of it is still informal but um but the national coalition for sexual freedom has been Mm -hmm. such a good resource um, for many of our organizations and people who are throwing events and have venues here, um, they're partnering with the National Coalition for Sexual Freedom. And that organization will basically take any sort of complaints, right? Like you right. could lodge a complaint and, um, and they will take it upon themselves to like investigate it in a um, neutral manner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they give forth some decision, <laughs> right? That everyone, you know, should agree to abide by, um, right? So I think that has been kind of a, a more recent in the last few years development that seems to be working out pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Sante spoke about that. I'm and grateful for the help with it. Yeah, yeah there's been uh, several people that have mentioned them. They're a great resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once you got into once you let's back up to where now you're out of your second divorce, you're going through the Tinder. Where did you meet guy that you're with now? Yeah. So, so I was with the guy that introduced me to BDSM. I had one other relationship that I was in last time I was here and that ended a couple of years ago. And then I got to this point where I was like, I really want to find a primary partner again. Um, and I started doing this work like, 
um, I have a list of must-haves and deal breakers. Like it is written out. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And honestly, and I've recently found out that like doing something like that and having that written out is um is a way to help manifest yes. what you want right 100%. like so i'm just just sharing that little tip um <laughs> so i had that all written out and every time i would you know go on a date or start talking to somebody i would sort of like refer to that you know to okay. help me vet and move on right and try to find a good primary partner and i really wanted a nesting partner too i was honestly like looking at co-living situations or like ex denver has that kind of stuff um but it, i just figured well i'll just find the primary partner first and then it'll just probably i'll have to be patient and it'll take a little bit before we get to a point where we're ready to be like move in together right right so i went to um so i recently got into tantra um one of my other uh, agents at my at Property Dominator, um, Soria, had invited me to this Tantra retreat with all women last November, and it was life-changing, and it was fantastic. Um, and so, and I was like, well, I wonder if I went to a Tantra event with men, like, I wonder, maybe I would find a guy there. Um, I want to just go check out what these Tantra men are like. Maybe that's okay. where I'll find somebody. Okay. But by the time February rolled around, like the real estate market had shifted last year I was it was tough like it was a tough year last year and I was just kind of I was having a hard time and by the time that I went to Tulum in February in my head I was like I don't give a shit about any of these men I'm just trying to go there and like reconnect and ground myself and like hang on (laughs) like make it through Mm. life you know I'm just just trying to make it through life right now and um so on the very last day, the very last workshop, they said, if you're going to come to this workshop, like find a partner before you come, because uh, it's going to be a partner thing. So I'm looking around and I ask a couple people that I kind of knew or I had partnered with previously and they were had other plans. And then I looked around and, and I saw this guy and I, I met him earlier in the week and I met his friend he was there with, who was a woman and they're platonic friends, but I had spent some time with her and she's cool as fuck. Okay. She's so cool. And I, I land my eyes on this dude and I'm like, if he's friends with her, he's got to be cool. Like he's, he's got to be a decent guy. Right. And he just looks like, he looks like a good dude. I'm like, I'll ask him if he'll be my partner. So, um, so we partner up on this workshop. Uh, we were trying to have energetic orgasms, which I have not achieved yet. I think, I think I probably could with practice. Okay. Okay. They are incredible. I, have you done that? I power surged. (laughs) He gave me an energetic orgasm so intense that the power went out in our whole house. Nice. He Whoa. had to go. He literally had to. He was so pissed her, off because he had to get dressed to go out and with the flashlight and get the, with breaker. the breaker. But it was. It, they are intense. And you're just like. I'm not even she, like that. No, I vibrate. No, no, no like she, I, I turn like, into my my whole body vibrates. Okay. And, and she was like. I don't know. She does something, but she like it's not the first time that no. it's happened. But she like leaves her body. I and do. She's like mm. I've, she's I've like, had like outer oh. body experience, and then it's like twenty minutes or so, and then she's like, "What the 
fucked just happened <laughs> every single time. And then she's like, dude, I was like literally like looking at myself. I couldn't fucking move. That's you know? so cool. So yeah. that's the kind of that's the kind yeah. of place I want to get to, like astral projection kind of stuff. Right? Yep. Like I'm interested in that. I yep. honestly it, it it's what's crazy, it's not something that we've trained for formally. It's just something that has happened through me naturally doing some breath work with him. Or, you know, it's, and when it happens, it's like out of this world. Yes. Yeah. Like, cool. I thought the whole neighborhood's power went out. Thank God it was just our house. Oh my <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Fucking everything. It was, it I did. mean, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, like the TV's going, but it's like, you we know, had sexy music, music and, and playing, you yeah. know, the lights are on and shit. And she's just like, ah, oh, and it was like, everything just shut Whoa. off. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck just happened That's and cool. she's just like <laughs> I, was, I was like it was like i was Animal. having a seizure what the fuck just <laughs> happened it was intense. oh my god they are awesome oh though my god. so i so we were trying it we were trying okay. this energetic orgasm business and um and i just like so then we get to the end of the workshop and i'm all worked up but i haven't right. had an orgasm but i'm super worked up right. and i just lean over to this guy that i barely know and i'm like I like, do you want to come help me have a real orgasm down in the cave? And of course he says, yes. So, um, so we dip out of this workshop, like it's over. We dip out, we go down to this cave. Cause like Tulum is full of all these cenotes and mm-hmm. caves and things. Oh my and God. We crawl Love around it. to the back where like nobody else is back there. And, uh, and he helped me have an orgasm and I'm like, and then we ran off to go get lunch. And then like the closing ceremony happened and then like, you know, we're leaving and he's leaving and he runs over to me to like trade phone numbers and give me a kiss goodbye. And I'm like, okay, see you later. And I, and I'm like, see ya that was fun bye right never not thinking anything about it right like i'm just like whatever did you give him and your phone number yeah well yeah okay. i give okay. everybody my phone everybody right <laughs> anyone it's can find my phone rolls. number <laughs> anyone can find my phone number oh i don't hold God. that shit back so um so we started texting and i'm like so what kind of shit are you into and um and he like on his end he told me later like you know, I'm asking him kind of like right off the bat, like, what kind of kinky shit are you into? Which was for him kind of like a big question to answer, like, per, you know, private and personal, right? And, right. And, um, and he was like, well, fuck it. And so he just starts telling me. And... Um, and I'm like, oh, and and also he was doing like yoga twice a day, and so like all oh, like wow. this texting that we're doing, I'm like, oh, I like this, I like this, I like that. Oh, this wow. is all meeting all my criteria plus some bonus stuff I don't even have on my list. Like, oh wow, you know. And so then he's like, hey, I gotta be in work in California. Do you want to come meet me in San Francisco over St. Patty's Day weekend? And I was like. Yes, I would like to go to Saint San Francisco for St. Patty's Day weekend. Yes. I'm going to go check out this dude, see what happens. Right. You know, uh-huh. still thinking nothing more than that about it, right? Just like, I'm just going to go check it out. I'm going to have a fun time like I always do. We'll go see what happens. Well, it turns into this like amazing six-day first date. Um, on Sunday, we weren't really wow. ready to part. And so he changed his ticket and came back to Denver with me on Sunday and we spent another couple days at my place. And then, um, and it wasn't very long after that, I don't think, wow. that we decided to be primary partners. Oh, and wow. And we were talking all the time. We were either on the phone all during the day, and we'd do video chat every night. And so we were just 
having all of this conversation about like what we wanted our life to be like and what we wanted our partner to be like and all this stuff. And it was just all like matching up. And so when he started saying like, I haven't been happy in, in Tacoma for a while. Like I, I want to either move to Denver or Austin. And, um, and I was like, well, if you want to move to Denver, like I wanted to live with somebody, like I've been actively looking for a co-living situation, even better, like living with a primary partner, which I just thought was going to take a long time. But now we decided to be primary partners. And so if you want to move to Denver, like you can go ahead, just come right here, move in with me. And ask for what you want. Yeah. And and somehow it finds you. Yeah. So he moved in at the end (laughs) of May. You manifested the shit out of that, dude. Yeah. That is awesome. Congratulations. And you know what's funny? So I'm I'm actively manifesting and actively dating and actively doing all this stuff. He had quit dating for like two or three years. He was so sick of like the dating scene and the women that he was meeting that like in his mind, he had backed off of all of it. And he was just like, I'm going to wait for the woman that I want to come to me. Like, I'm going to, like, she's, like, I'm going to wait until she appears. But that was just his way of manifesting it. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't need to be active in your, you just have to ask. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be active in it. You just have to ask. Yes thinking about it Mm -hmm. yeah and you you have to ask and then you have to be content that it's already found you Mm -hmm. and and then it comes so So then he moved in with you right away he's here yep so was he in the lifestyle or was he non-monogamous or poly or anything prior to you i think that he has always been kinky um but was not in community at all Okay. okay he knows no one like, okay. Oh, you know, I know. Like when the I, way yeah. that we know, like we have an entire community and everyone we know is like in this community. And he was sort of like on a little island. <clears throat> and um, and not only that, but like some of the stuff that he was into, like in his journey in life, he was the only one he ever knew who was into that kind of stuff. Okay. And really? so. Because he didn't find his community. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's hard to find community. How's he you, doing navigating now? He's having so such a fun time. Is he? Yes. He says everybody here is just like so sweet. And sometimes, um, and even like the way that we will physically touch each other in friendly ways, mm-hmm. um, you know, hugging hello and goodbye, or even just mm-hmm. like arms, touching butts, you know, whatever we're doing, like we, we do a lot of visual, physical touch in our community. That's just friendly. Right. Um, or flirty, whichever. Yeah. Um, and he told me one day, I can't remember where we were. And he said, you know, I was, I was friendly with you. I was friendly with so-and-so and with so-and-so. And he said, I don't remember a time in my life ever that I have had physical touch and physical love from more than one woman and especially not in one day. Like, wow. So he is just overwhelmed with love in so many different ways. Right. right? In, in just niceness, Mm -hmm. in, in physical touch, in all kinds of different ways, you know, and, and he was, he just, he came here and he actively wanted to make friends you know, and so he set out to do that, and everyone has been so open to it. I know there's some places that you can move to, and it's really hard to make friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and to, you know, kind of 
crack into existing cliques and things and friend groups. Um, I wouldn't say that that's anywhere, any lifestyle. I feel like any everybody's always wanting to make new community. friends in our community. Yes, yes. I agree. And no matter yeah. what part of the country that that lifestyle community's in, as soon as they they know that you're the same way, oh yeah, it's, it's like you're accepted yep. right away. Yes, I love that. I love it too. And so he's loving it. Yes. And he's gone in. So did you, so you, how long have you been dating at this point? So, I mean, if you say that we, well, I mean, I count it from like from March 16th, like okay. when okay. that first trip started, right? Okay. Like the first, the six day first date. Right. Um, so March 16th and then he moved in at the end of May. So are you guys. And now we're in early October. So are you guys swingery? Right now, or oh yeah, so we were going to talk about this. So, I have always wanted to try polyamory. Like I, I believe in polyamory. I believe that love is infinite, mm-hmm. and okay. just like you guys have multiple kids and you love them all, and you don't have limited love for them, should be the same way with romantic relationships, right? Yep. Right. And so, um, and so I've been wanting to try that kind of relationship style for a while. And now I finally, but I wanted a primary partner to do it with. Um, and so now that I have a primary partner, I'm free to do that, right? I'm Mm -hmm. free to have these other relationships, but the issue is like, you know, we, we have all this time dedicated to work and, you know, some time for family, you know, um, yeah. blood family. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have events and you have some, you know, time with your partner. And then where is there any time left over for additional relationships? Yeah, That's what we talk That's about. That's what I've. And so like now, like, and I said to him, I was like, I wanted to be Polly, but at this point, like, I'm kind of seeing this future where maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe it just ends up being more swingery. And maybe, and, and when he, after he moved here, I can't even, it was months and months and months before I fucked anybody else. Like, we were just so busy, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Hell so yeah. Busy. It's that new relationship energy because yep. you still N-R-E. have that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then on top of that, you're, you're trying to establish your foundation because we talk about it on the show all the time that it doesn't matter what house you build on that structure, what structure it is. If it's a single family home and it's just you and him or if you're going to show a, a double duplex and you're a quad that's living next door. Mm-hmm. It's the If you don't have a good structure, if that foundation isn't good, if there's not trust between you guys and communication and respect and you're all getting on the same page, then – who cares what you build on top? Because it's just going to eventually fall down. That might be true for a primary relationship. Although I would challenge you because. Okay. So there's two schools of thought on that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, like we ended up having our first threesome, like the first time that we played with anybody else. I'm going to save that story for the. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. There's two schools of thought on that. So what I did in a previous relationship was build that foundation. Mm-hmm. And then when, but I had told him on like date two, like, this is the kind of lifestyle that I want. I want to try polyamory. I want to be dating other people. And when we got to that point, 
where we started trying to open up the relationship so that I could go date other people. It was just, there was issue after issue. Are you talking about the gentleman you were with before? Before. before. Yeah, same guy. He turned out to be a one penis policy guy. I Uh, I, I fucking knew it. Yeah. Uh, I know. Four letter name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Yeah. One yep. penis policy, dude. Yep. Even though I so had he said, said from he the was beginning. Okay. Yeah. Like he agreed to it, but he but really was not okay with it. Remember, uh. that's what we would talk because that's why he would get all fucking smashed at yes. the fucking club because he was just so fucking nervous, nervous. about everything. Yeah. And you know what? <sighs> that's unfortunate because we have some friends that are in that exact situation right now, I feel like. And that's. He was just wasn't being true to himself. Yes, yes. And so what so what I heard later after we broke up actually, I heard this thing that was like if you are non-monogamous and you enter into a relationship, especially somebody who doesn't have experience with non-monogamy, right? Mm-hmm. And you enter into this relationship with them and you're building this foundation. All you're doing while you're building the foundation is lulling that person into a false reality of what it's like to be with you. Because that is not really what it's like to be with you. What it's like to be with you, a non-monogamous person, is that sometimes you're going to be out with somebody else. Or you might go do whatever without that person. So there's two schools of thought on it. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. What my thought is, is a lot of times people try to rush in this without being on the same page. Yeah. And so I feel like in that situation, it still kind of applies because you were being honest and communicating what you were wanting. So you were doing your work of building that foundation, Mm. but he was not. Mm -hmm. He was not being honest with himself or with you, and he wasn't communicating his true feelings of really wanting a woman that only slept with him or that slept with him and other women. Yes. And he had a stipulation for that. I was just going to ask that. Or that that he goes and sleeps with whatever woman he wants. Right. Was that what he wanted? It was like a double standard. Was that okay? He definitely did that. Like, he definitely did that. Wow. So so I feel like both schools of thought could are absolutely true and can work in conjunction with each other. Mm -hmm. But for this to be a successful foundation, it has to be all the partners in that relationship committing to the good communication, committing to the honesty, committing to being respectful mm-hmm. of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't doing that. And so he was just expecting to get his cake and eat it too. Damn. And hoping that And there you are fell. relationships like that. Mm-hmm. There are. There are many, many relationships like that. And it, had he been honest from the beginning, maybe that would have changed the outcome. Mm-hmm. But again, you can't, you can't come into this thinking – I want one thing and I'm okay with it. Are you really okay with it? Like, right. Think about it. Have you done that work? Have you, and you know, start small. Like what we tell, we have new a new couple coming on the show that I'm really excited about. Oh yeah. In a couple of weeks. And um, I tell them like, you have to go as slow as the s- slowest person. And you also need to just see, are you okay with going to a strip club together and watching, you know, your partner get groped or, you know, touch other boobs or just, you know, watching them flirt. Are you okay with that? Like take it in baby steps and, and then be honest because some people are going to be okay with it. And some people think they're going to be okay with it until it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and it's, then, and then all the feelings just right. explode. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody has any, you know, 
guide for how to deal with those kind of feelings. Right. You know, because that's the kind of stuff that nobody teaches us. Yep. A hundred percent. The interpersonal stuff, you know, the how to be the highest version of ourselves, how to be in touch with our feelings, how to process feelings, all that stuff. Nobody's teaching us that. We're right. all finding that stuff out along the way. Hopefully. Know. Some Hopefully. of us. Some of, yes, <laughs> some of us. Not everyone. Right. Yeah, not everyone. There's a lot of healing still left to do out there. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. So let's switch gears here. Talk to us now about Bonobo because you used to have kinked in and now it's rebranded. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're soft launching the rebrand of kinked in. So, um, I mean, the truth is I just am not rich enough to fight with LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, damn. um, and after speaking with an attorney a few times, um, and hearing about some recent case law and stuff like Kinkton is uh, copyright infringement. Like I've recently discovered this. Like I think it would be viewed that way. And for the viewers who haven't seen your first episode, explain what Kinkton was. So Kinkton is the Business with Benefits Network. And we are a professional networking group for um, people in our sex positive community and in all lifestyle communities. Um, so we meet twice a month. We do in-person networking twice a month in Denver. And, um, and a lot of times those are network and learn meetings where we have, everybody goes around and can introduce themselves and their business and whatever, you know, whatever they want to share, pimp their events, whatever. Um, and then we usually have a guest speaker and I hope everybody learns something from our guest speaker. And then we also have mix and mingles, which are more like meet and greets, right? A little bit more of a social mixer. Um, so we, so the last two of the year are actually coming up. So on October 12th from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, at Twin Peaks Arapaho, we're doing our last Network and Learn of 2023, which will be about business planning for 2024. Um, I'm the guest speaker for that. Nice. <laughs> so I have a I have a business planning format that I'll share with everybody, and then um, and then the last uh, event of the year will be on Thursday, November 9th, from 7 to 10 p.m., and it'll be a mix and mingle. Okay. So. Um, yeah, is so it, I'm looking forward that, to those. Is that going to be at the bar that we just were at? I don't know. The location is TBD on November 9th okay. at this time. Okay. That was a, it was yeah, a we'll nice see. bar that we yeah, went to. Yeah, it was. I know. So Jonathan, mm-hmm. Mystic Mountain Distillery, he has been our sponsor for those fourth Thursday meetings for a couple of years now. And this man is so amazing. Like we actually that's accidentally right? introduced him into the lifestyle. He loves it. That's, oh, that's amazing. Awesome. He loves it. He lo- Because he recognizes that all of the people are genuine, authentic, honest good communicators like right. he recognized yes. like the level of our community and then he he committed and he was like I'll be there on Thursday nights and I'll bring all my liquor and this guy he's smart he's like an engineer by trade so he's distilling liquor and tasting it and oh, like yeah. getting these perfect mixes like he oh yeah he's won awards for his liquor so oh, awesome. he's always schlepping it to us all the time <laughs> and bartending <laughs> for us 
You know, I mean, to get the owner of a distillery to come bartend for you, I mean, it's just amazing. We have such a fun time with him. Um, And so we went to him last time. Right. We went to his tasting room in Thornton and had an amazing time. He's a good guy, man. We wrapped it up for a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really good guy. It was a great great event. And you've been been doing this for years now, right? Yeah. We just, in September, we celebrated the fourth anniversary of Kinkton. And so we're working on a rebrand it's soft launched already um i don't know when exactly it'll be like you'll see it all change in social media and stuff but we're changing it to biz bonobos and do you guys know about bonobo monkeys oh absolutely. we do but please share. <laughs> oh absolutely you gotta share with our with our guests yeah tell them the, the idea behind the name so just to give like a little bit of compare and contrast Chimps, like people know about chimps and how much we share DNA with chimps. They are also a patriarchal society that's very aggressive. Mm -hmm. Bonobo monkeys are smaller. We actually share more DNA, a higher percentage with bonobos than we do with chimps. They are, bonobos are a matriarchal society. Uh-huh. And they are very peaceful. And the reason they are peaceful is because they use sex and genital rubbing and love for everything. For hello, for goodbye, for mating, for pleasure. And not there, we don't know of many animals that have sex for pleasure. But bonobos are one of right? them. Dolphins, humans. Um, those are the only ones I know of. Uh, so for pleasure... Um, For conflict avoidance, for sharing food, for apologies, like they're, they're doing that and they're doing it, you know, male, females, female, females, male, male. So, so there's like a homosexual component to it's not all hetero. Um, They don't typically have a lot of actual sexual intercourse between like blood relatives, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But the genital rubbing. You can do that with anybody. Right. Do that with all your friends. Right? <laughs> so, um, so it was important to me that this be, it's sort of like become, Kington has become like my passion project, right? Like I am mm-hmm. Kiki the property dominator. I fucking love real estate. I just, I drove here from a showing with a polycule, which is cool. Right. Uh-huh. Like I love real estate. I dominate the real estate, but I love Kington because it's about building our community. Right. And it's about supporting each other's businesses with the same enthusiasm and dedication as when we're helping each other fulfill our wildest fantasies. Right. Because I have seen that shit happen. And we should be doing the same thing with each other's businesses. Right. So, yeah. Not tearing each other's businesses down. I know. Being way too Kendall-ish. <laughs> oh. Mm. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I think we all just need to sip that right there. Yeah. So, so it was important to me that bisbonobos get to grow and be bigger because more people need it than just Denver, right? right? Yes. Because right now it's all in Denver. All the in-person networking is in Denver. It's all all Denver-based. But 
it could be so fantastic in other places. Right. Especially in places like, for example, let's just throw out like Nashville, Tennessee. Where oh my God. I yes. talked to somebody who is interested in being like a chapter leader of a Kington <clears throat> chapter in Tennessee. They don't have the, I'll call it infrastructure that we have here. The venues, right? We have at least two dungeons that I can name. We have a rope studio. These are like public places, right? Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. And then plus all the house parties, right? All right. That. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in those places, in some markets, they're like there's an underground community, and, and you only it. find the house parties. Yeah, it's all underground, and so to provide a place for people to come together and do professional networking in a safe environment. I think would be fantastic in some of those places. Um, so anyway, so we so in order to do that, to bring this to other places and to be bigger than we are now, we needed a different name. Okay. Okay. That was a really long answer to the rebrand question, but no, whatever. but it, it it needs to be known. So I'm glad you're able to explain it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> So now you're going to be Bonobo. Biz Bonobo. Biz Bonobo. Yep. And you're going to have online resources for businesses. Yep. So we are, so my um, business partner, Heather Rich, is uh, working on the website right now. She's done so much work already. I'm so thankful. Um, She is, we found, she's working on the website. So so now, in addition to the in-person networking events that we do twice a month, once we get this website ready to launch, and we're looking for beta testers right now, so I'll ask okay. you guys to do that for sure for monogamous. Um, the idea is to have a business directory, right? And so that can go national or all over the world, where you know, as a person, as a member of the community, I could be a member of bizbonobos.com, and I can log in and I can search for people in the area. I could find a light, you know, somebody in my community who's a plumber. Or somebody in my community who, um, I mean, so anything, you right? Name anything it. You, you can think name of. It. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, and so you could search by state, you could search by category, you could search by name, and um, and having that directory available to everybody. But it'll be, it's not public, right? Like if you put your, if you put monogamish on Biz Bonobos. Um, it's not searchable by Google. It's kind of behind a wall. So the idea being that um, when people log in, they will agree to the fact that, you know, this is a safe place for people and that we're not outing. Like I have a big outing policy that I always talk about now because I found out Good. that there were people, there were new people coming into Biz Bonobos who in talking with them, I would find out they had been nervous about coming because it's still dangerous. There's for some people, it's still dangerous to be in our community. Right. People have lost their jobs for being polyamorous. People have lost custody of their kids for being kinky. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's not okay. Number one, you know. And so that's part of what my personal mission is: is to kind of like elevate this stuff up to make it more normal and more culturally acceptable so that, you know, people aren't losing custody of their kids or losing their job and losing their income just because of, you know, like the LGBTQ community did such a great job, right, of like, of moving things forward to a point where now people can't be fired for being gay Mm -hmm. or they can't be fired for being trans. 
but it honestly, right now, you can be fired for being polyamorous. Yeah. Right. That's why we're doing so, this. Yes. Is it, it yes. Bring it, like normal, normalize this. Yes, normalizing right. all you of know? it. God, it sucks that we have to, like, some people are still just, I can't say it. I can't yeah. say that I like two people. You know, I, I was actually, like, somebody showed me a t-shirt that said BDSM, uh, business development, sales, and marketing. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. I love that. That is. And then I found out that he had never worn it out in public because he, he was nervous about it. Like he, he was nervous about wearing that what? shirt out in public. Oh my God. Oh my like gosh. that's the world that we live in. I know. So, like right? we don't live in that world. Yeah. I don't live in that world so much anymore. Like I'm kind of got myself sheltered in right into the community. But, um, but there's all of these other people that really should be sheltered in our community and they <laughs> right? just kind of don't know we're there or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So so um, that's awesome. So you want to take Biz Bonobo now national. national. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to be looking for chapter leaders in all major cities or how yeah, is that Yeah, so it's in work? phases, right? So we got to, first of all, I have to get to a point where I have a logo that I'm happy with. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yep. Uh, Canva is my friend. And um, so once we have the logo, we'll do like the official rebrand. Then um, we'll launch the website, like do an official launch of the website and get that up and running, right? Um, and then the next kind of the third phase will be reaching out. And I've already told people and invited people that we're doing this. So I've already started a list of people across the country who are interested in starting chapters. Oh, oh nice. that's awesome. Yeah. I just have to figure out like, <clears throat> I have to come up with like a vetting process and a chapter leader guide and, yeah. you know, figure out how that all is going to work. Um, but those oh, people, awesome. you know, they would be in a position like I am with property dominator where you know I get up in front of Bisbonobos meetings and I talk about property dominator and I ask for real estate business and it gives me visibility in the community right especially as I'm reaching out and trying to find guest speakers and um, promoting the event and everything that gives me high visibility so it would do that for potential chapter leaders and then you know we'll share a percentage of door sales and new membership sales with those people as an extra incentive because we want good people right right um yeah so that's all you know i don't know how long it'll take to roll out but um it's all that's coming exciting. down the pike yes good stuff. the pipe the pipe yeah the pipe yep, yep. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well kiki we thank you so much for coming is there any other things that you wanted to share with us before we let you go is there any other things that you want to promote maybe i don't know are we doing the fafa thing oh yeah that's oh yeah oh, okay okay I don't think so. I think we hit on way more than I even planned to talk about, of course. So. Oh, good. It was such of a course. fun time. Of Absolutely. course. God, we always end up chopping it up for so long. Yes. I know. <laughs> yes. We appreciate what you're doing for the community. We appreciate that you came right. back here and gave our, our listeners an update. And we love your events. I, I can't you. wait to go to the next couple. I know. You guys the were at the, the Mix and yes. Mingle. Oh, I know. Anniversary Mix and I Mingle. Know. Yes. It's fun. It is. It's so it is. fun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you, when did you say the next one was? October 12th. The next Mix and Mingle uh, is November 9th. Oh, November 9th. And the next Network and Learn is October 12th. Up, okay. Yeah. yeah if you guys want to do some business planning, October 12th. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Good stuff. That's next week. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Next Thursday. We're coming. (laughs) We're coming. Good. All right. Thank you, Kiki. It's just you know where to catch Kiki at. She had an episode previous. I think that was season 
three, Drew? Season two. Season two. Yes. Yep. So you can check her episode out there. Otherwise, you can check her out online at propertydominator.com mm-hmm. or bizbonobo.com. Bizbonobos.com. Bonobos with yep. an S. With an S. Because there's a lot of us. There are. There are. <laughs> <laughs> Other right issues. We'll see you next week. Thank you.